this uplifting cinematic experience. Uh, I've got something important to tell you, man. The big story is... Dig this and dig it deep. What if I had the power to gather all of my favorite MCs with the illest comic book characters and they became arch enemies? Inconceivable, unbelievable, yet as wild as it seems, the Emperor and Stan Lee will coach the two opposing teams. Keep it clean, no bats, no gats, guns, or interference. Comic book characters will go head up with raw lyrics, now I take whoever might be on break from doing tours and have them sign up for the last Emperor's secret war. Sure, for that kind of capacity, we need a crazy margarina that might stretch from West Philadelphia. Hey, how you guys doing? This is producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to our end of the year podcast. This is part three of our end of the year podcast. We're going to look back at the year of comic books. Uh, part one was a look back at the year of comic book movies. Part two was a look back at the year in RIPs. So part three is our look back at the year in comics as we look at the big two and what they had to offer and what we liked and disliked um, about uh, comic books this year. On the line tonight are uh, two of my favorite Inhumans slash mutants uh, on the line tonight. Uh, you're familiar with both of them from the Thursday night comic book chat. It's Brother Beavis. Brother Beavis, say what's happening. What's up, my muties? Man, mutie please, mutie please. And also on the line tonight, it is the Sandman. Konnichiwa, fellow mutants. What is going on tonight? Hey, it's all good. Uh, at the end of the RIP podcast, I teased this podcast, and I was like, hey, we're going to do, you know, the year in comic books. And I was like, and just as a preview, it, it might not be that positive. Um, so, <laughs> so if you if you are waiting to hear, like, us giving glowing and uh, terms to the year in comic books for 2016, you may you may be a little bit disappointed, especially if you thought this was a, a banner year for comic books. Um, yeah. So, I mean, just as a just as a like as a prologue, brother Beavis, what was your initial thoughts on comic books in 2016? I mean, this is a year they probably could have got me back. Because, you know, talking to you guys about comics as often as we do uh, gets my interest up. There's a lot of events going. They could have got me back at $4 a pop or whatever it is. But everything I picked up was like, <clears throat> meh, meh, <laughs> meh. Yeah. So, yeah. Agreed. Uh, Sandman, what's your prologue? Yeah, similar thoughts. It was like, it, there were some things I enjoyed, but it was kind of like nothing really pulled me back. You know, not to like it was in the old days when I was actively collecting, but uh, you know, I you know try to keep your your um, um, anticipations up, and you, know, you just wait until something grabs you. Basically, was you. Yeah, I, I think probably more than anything, I've become like kind of the in and out comic book guy. You know, where um, like, hey, you know what? I, I I feel like I haven't been to the store in a while. I'm gonna go, and then I go and I buy a bunch of stuff. And I get back and I read it in like 15 minutes, and I'm like, <laughs> that was just like you know 24 dollars that I just put down for nothing. And you know I don't you know and I'm not putting things in bags and boards. I'm not collecting them or anything like that. I'm just reading them. And so I kind of think that you know because there isn't anything that draws me back to the store every month, every week or monthly, there's, I'm, I'm I'm just kind of like in and out. And you know yeah we do talk about this stuff on the podcast, but as I'll get to. 2017 when we get near the end you know kind of the convert you know the conversion for myself from being like the comic book guy that's at the store every week to the you know to the torrent online guy uh, which is a big difference all right 
So mm-hmm. let's get through some of the series that happened in <clears throat> 2016. Um, as we were talking about a little, you know, like kind of in text and emails or whatever earlier, is that um, we're going to look at Secret Wars 3 uh, first. As I told uh, Brother Beavis before we got started, like we nobody claims Secret Wars 2. Like as <laughs> new, yeah. I could I, I couldn't even tell you what was it about. Yeah, this is called Big Hutch threw a fit on on the phone one time about how he had a, a stack of books and they were all like the worst thing he ever made to Sam. That's correct. That he had double copies <laughs> of them all. Uh, yeah, Secret, <laughs> yeah, Secret, oh, wow. Secret Wars. Secret Wars Two goes on with Maury Povich looking for the father, man. Because ain't no ain't nobody playing Secret Wars. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, so. Um, so yeah, so Secret Wars three started in 2015, and as an overview, it was basically Marvel one getting rid of the Fantastic Four, and two um, <laughs> kind of re- killing the Ultimate line and resetting the multi and resetting their multiverse. And right. the the problem that Marvel's having, as we're going to get to in one of their other series from 2016, is multiple shipping delays um, and a- additional adding on of books. And um, uh, just probably maybe struggling with their overall direction of some of their uh, characters and where they're moving uh, ahead, at least in terms of a company for some things. Um, Brother Beavis, you said you didn't finish it, but you know how it ended. So what were your initial thoughts on Secret Wars leading into 2016? Yeah, this was another case where, like, all right, I'm ready. Let's do this. They're starting over. I'm going to start fresh, fresh start. And, like, the first half just was just plotting. You know, it was just, like, maybe there was, like, one event to reveal, but it was basically just bringing the characters on screen <clears throat> one at a time um, and really didn't start the conflict until, like, six or seven. And so then wow. <laughs> they were on schedule for a while, but then, uh, then of course, it got delayed. And so, you know, if I get up and go to the store, I'm like, hey, I want that <coughs> Secret War 7. Uh, it's not right. out till a month from now. Right. And then they stretched it out and they added another book. And, and I'm like, why do you, you know, if you had written a story into the first six, then maybe you wouldn't have to add books or whatever. So mm-hmm. that's what, I mean, the delays and the, and the needless extension for the story that hadn't been told, that was what did it for me. Uh, so I, I, that definitely petered out on my interest. I thought the art was good. I thought the mm-hmm. art of the book was really cool, and you know there was a lot of cool Doom stuff. And it sounded like there was a lot of interesting aspects of the battle world and stuff like that. But I wasn't trying to go read right. 35 different books to get the whole story. Right. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. gonna come up here in a little bit too. Yeah, because that seemed you... like really the way they did want to tell the story. Like it was just that was just the framing, but all the good stuff was out in the corner somewhere. Right. Right, uh, and uh, that's really going to come up in uh, when we get to Civil War two. Um, Sandman, did you finish Secret Wars three? I did not, because just like Beavis said, it's um, perfect that he touched on this. I mean, I I was confused on what what the order was to uh, read them. The first part, I read certain books uh, like uh, the Thor version, and um, uh, I forget what the other one was, but. Um, yeah, as far as the main storyline, I kind of stayed away because it kind of spoke to me. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was, it was a little confusing. And then, uh, uh, like you guys were saying, when we first, um, uh, got on before the, um, we started recording, it was, um, it turned into a whole nother line eventually. And, you know, I didn't realize that. So, um, yeah, it was, a 
it kind of threw me off a little bit. It's um, and trying to uh, get back into it was a little confusing to me. I think uh, probably a lot of people had probably that same problem. Um, um, yeah, yeah, that was that was my experience with it. Okay, yeah, I mean, I read it from beginning to end. The shipping delays were ridiculous. Um, ah, you're talking, okay. you know, one two month delays on the last parts of those books, and then where they moved into what was a Marvel Now, like the books for Marvel Now okay. started shipping before right. Secret Wars ended. Yeah. I mean, like yeah, way, way, way mm-hmm. ahead of time. You know, we were like five yeah. and six weeks or months of books ahead before the series that was supposed to launch this and tell you everything that why this is happening at launch. I mean, it was just did ridiculous. They, did they give a reason to why the delays were so bad? Because, yeah, that really screws up the time, the continuity. You're trying, people are trying to read these stories, obviously, so... Um, did they even have a reason, or was it just they just screwed that thing up from, from the get go? I, I didn't look for a reason, brother Beavis. Did you? You said you didn't finish the books, but you. I mean, I think you knew something about it on that side. No, I don't know why they okay. extended. It. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, they might not either. Um, Interesting. You know, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, you know, I, they might not have have wondered either, and you know, Marvel's going to have this problem, and you said this before we started recording, Sandman, about Marvel has become like the event uh, publication here. Yeah. That they just yeah. move from one event to the other. Um, yeah, I think it's a flaw in, in their in their game plan. They need to kind of pull back from that a little bit. It, they do it so often that it doesn't really have much meaning. When you have all these cataclysmic events, like back after back after back, heroes fighting each other again and again and again. I mean, it doesn't mean anything after a while. So, I mean, they got to they gotta kind of reevaluate that, that, I think. Well, yeah, and then Marvel Now led to, again, like another reboot, uh, essentially, of, of you know, monthly titles all around the board. Uh, not fantastic for them. And, um, <laughs> the, um, they, and we'll, like I said, we'll get to, I'll get to a couple of the individual titles there that I actually thought were pretty good and one that I didn't think was very good. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, Secret Wars was their event that creeped into 2016. So we'll come back to Marvel in a second. We'll go to the next major event, which was, and again, these aren't in chronological order, but DC had one crossover event over the course of the year, which was Rebirth, which launched in the spring summer issue of 2016. We did a whole podcast on it where we read some of the initial books for DC Rebirth uh, and reviewed them. Um, But DC Mm -hmm. in their, anti-Marveldom were having the DC Rebirth books come out like every two weeks, you know, so now it's like if you, you know, that started in the middle of the summer, but if you go back and or spring, summer, if you go back and try to get a book now, you're going to be like, man, they're on issue like 12 and 13, like how in the world did that happen? Um, And Mm -hmm. because they were just pushing out the books, you know, a various artists, but the writer team say the same, but they were getting the books out, and this helped DC out a lot. Um, If you read the read the, you know, the kind of the, the trades, you know, DC moved ahead of Marvel in monthly sales for this time period for Rebirth, like, which was the first time in years upon years where they were actually outselling Marvel in uh, in the comic books, you know, during the month. And of course, again, it's a little bit pumped up because the books were coming out so uh, frequently, but, you know, DC had kind of made strides there. Did y'all go back and read <clears throat> any of those other DC books besides the ones we reviewed, the Rebirth books? No. No. Okay. Mm. Sandman, you're more of a DC uh, guy than uh, yeah, Beavis, I'm, I'm, 
I'm trying to I'm trying to give DC more of a chance because I think I'm I've been a little too wicked with DC the last couple of years, uh, and we we just we just ride them uh, religiously on this show. So um, I just <laughs> I just uh, <laughs> I'd stay with podcast just on Superman. Sunday. <laughs> I did. Um, I stayed with Superman for a while, and uh, it's okay. not bad. It's not. Mm. Um, yeah, it was, I mean, it's promising. You know, they were their intent with the whole rebirth line was to try to kind of go back to their uh, legacy and, you know, try to their their older books that have were a little more hopeful. They get DC got like real dark for a while. And, you know, they were kind of going against the grain of what they really were. And I think they got, a, got kind of got lost in that. They kind of got them into a, one of many pissing matches with Marvel and who could out dark who, and, you know, they're trying to make Superman out of Batman, which is, as we discussed many times since, or, a, um, Superman into Batman, I should say, mm. and um, it just didn't work. So uh, I think they, it's brave and very smartly they went back to their roots, and uh, the fans uh, clearly responded to them. So you know, good for right. them. You know, yeah, it's yeah. funny to me. Like, I mean, you could almost call Marvel's relaunch. You should call it identity crisis because they were in the midst of <laughs> replacing all of their flagship characters with different people. They were blowing up all the teams. You know, you've got Kitty Pride on Guardians of the Galaxy and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And thing, yeah. Yeah, and DC, like you said, went the exact opposite way. They, like, went right back to the core of what was great about the characters. And so, and to some degree, they they have to do that at the expense of diversity because it's all white males and all that. But, you know, I think they tried to put supporting cast in, at least the things that I read, and make, you know, make other interesting characters. So, it was. I love the way they they branded the launch, the way the books all look the same, and they had a real identity, and they really leaned upon the established identities of their characters. And I think, you know, I, I, as much as we, I think, occasionally want to see experimentation and something we didn't expect, I think the thing that we really do also want is this continuity and dependability, and that's what I think was the strength of DC Rebirth. Right. Yeah. And that coming out of Fifty Two, which they took their characters into directions that fans were like what in the world is this all about and i think they smartly decided like you were saying that you know what let's 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 make this more familiar to what people are used to you know and i think you know people people hate change look i mean let's be honest about it people don't like change comic book nerds really don't like change and you know they double down (laughs) yes but at the at the expense of diversity yes but at least they doubled down on trying to keep the characters uh, familiar with what people are used to. And and that worked for them, you know. And I think, and again, we'll get into this when we get to Marvel here in a second. I, th- I think Marvel is um, probably spreading themselves a little too thin yeah. in terms of the number, of, the number yeah. of characters and the 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 familiarity of those particular characters. And I think in, yeah. in trying to serve too many masters, they haven't necessarily done their books any dis, any service. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. you know, I know these movies that are making billions of dollars for us are making billions of dollars for us. But you know what? The books, you know, we'll we just keep them around. You know, the books are like a side chick. And, you know, they don't want to, you know, put the same amount of effort and quality into that that end of it as they're putting into right. the other side. Um, and you can right. see it. And like I said, we'll get to that with some of the monthly titles. Um, but, yeah, so congrats. You, this is a, a, a props from Brothers Comics, uh, DC people. Uh, you, you did your best. 
Um, you 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 shot your shot. You you won the game. Um, I, I again, I stuck with. Um, I stuck with. I said I, I on the podcast. I said I wasn't going to, but I read that Batman book so I could see what to the end with Gotham Boy and Gotham Girl. Uh, it was whack, <laughs> but it, it was at least done. Um, at least it was done in a way that wasn't so awful. Um, I, I read that one, and then I read a couple of the Flash titles beyond that. Um, and, and like I said, it, it was well done. I, I like the books. I, I like the characters, and um, uh, yeah. So way to go, DC Rebirth. All right. I'm going to put it more so in chronological order here, but it's really not, though, because it's still going on. Uh, Civil War II, the next Marvel event. Now, Secret Wars leads into Marvel now, and then Civil War II leads into, what is this, Marvel next? Which which one, which are the books now, like the Riri Williams, Iron Man, and all that <coughs> stuff? Is that, is that a continuation of our of, I think it's now? another iteration of Marvel now. That's like their thing. Okay. And so okay. one of the things I heard him say one, or read at one point was like they're almost trying to get to where it's more like an annual thing. Like it's more like mm-hmm. a season like you would see in a TV show. And so I, mm-hmm. it's like they're not they're not really – they don't look at a reboot every year. They don't look at it as a reboot. They just look at it as sort of like an annual. Another version kind of like um, they just renew it and tell another – Another story, maybe of you know the same character, but or, or the same um, title, but just uh, mm-hmm. viewed from somebody else's eyes, maybe kind of like well, a I mean, show. It's kind of funny. This is a conversation that Brother Beavis and I have probably had off and on over the last five years, or at least a version of it. About and we're kind of sidetrack here a little bit, but about why do, continuity, okay, doesn't really matter. Why not just hire people to do a book for a year? And then just reboot mm-hmm. it, you know. Just tell a year's worth of your best stories. To give me twelve issues of the same writer, same um, uh, uh, artist, same whatever mm-hmm. for a year or two years at the most. That's probably the most that you would be able to get. And then be fine with that, like you know, and just label, you know, and issue them one through twenty-four, and then that's it. And then hire a new team, you know. It it, it takes away the continuity pact of the history of the characters. And it doesn't have to be a hard reboot every time a new team comes on, but like, you know, I yeah. mean, it's really what you're doing anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, but I think, I think where, they, where they screw it up though is, you know, because where they screw it up is they they div, they diverge from the core character. <clears throat> right. It's one thing to have different stories and different villains, but it's almost like we don't we don't feel like there can be an impactful story unless we like sever a limb or remove an eye or kill a supporting character. You know, it's like, it has to be so over the mm-hmm. top and you can't, can't carry that stuff forward. You can't acknowledge it, but you know, just mm-hmm. have comic book stories where it's, you know, not all happy, not all sad, but you got to stick to the core characterization. And that's where the games we're playing with Captain America, the games we're playing with, with, with Cyclops. That's those mm-hmm. things that, that I think just break the whole thing apart. Yeah, yeah. You know, like kind of make them like novellas, you know, like Spanish soap operas. Where you know, there's a beginning and there's an end. You're not the young and the restless is going on for 45 years. It's just like there's a <laughs> yeah. beginning, there's an end, and then that's it. You know, and then you like start it with something else. I would argue this is in your wheelhouse, producer. I would argue that if you <laughs> if you picked up an Archie comic. You don't have to go. Oh, I, I didn't read 174, so let me, let me put this back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Just, you know what? Um, 
a example of way not to do it is like um, you look at the Spider-Man. Uh, what is it? Um, the thing with Mephisto when they he dissolved their marriage. Talk about something that was just one more day handled. One more yeah. day. Uh, it's, it is one of the most loathed um, um, arcs in the history of certainly in the history of Marvel and probably in comics because they basically betrayed all those readers for all those years that mm-hmm. stayed with those books. I watched Peter and Mary J grow together and then, you know, get married and have a life together. And then they just like, okay, we need Spider-Man. Yeah. Alakazam. Yeah. Yeah. Alakazam. And I, and I read that. I was like, Oh God, even I felt betrayed and I wasn't even reading the book at the time. So that's Mm -hmm. bad. Yeah. So yeah, you can't do stuff like that. They've they've got to come up with something better than that at the very least. Yeah. Well, Marvel doubles down after secret wars with civil war two. the, the, well, I guess a couple of big things that comes out of Civil War II. One was uh, a repeat of killing a black character that well, more people cared about War Machine than they did uh, of, with Black Goliath. But uh, just a, yeah, they kill War Machine. Thanos, you know, uh, gut punches him and kills him, um, and then this sets off this. The premise of the book is that it's basically Minority Report. Um, there's an inhuman mm-hmm. that can predict things or possibly predict things that's going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Carol Danvers thinks that, hey, we should use him to stop stuff. Tony says, I don't think we should. And, well, we got to fight again 10 years after the last time we fought over something like this. Um, I read some of the books here and there. Uh, there's huge shipping delays with Civil War II, which is still going on. It hasn't finished. All the books that, were, again, like Secret Wars, that were launched out of it have already started. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. the Civil War Two is just an absolute mess, and nobody's. It, it, again, it's not. We did the whole podcast on the original Civil War, which was bunk and bunkus. The books are awful, and this yeah. is this is worse than that. It is it is the Secret Wars Two of Civil War. No one remembers. Yeah, no one wants to remember. Yeah, ten years from now, it will be on Maury Povich wondering who it's about. <laughs> <laughs> So it's it's just bad, and um, again, so it 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 launched, it started, and then I got yeah. So War Machine dies, uh, Bruce Banner also dies. Hawkeye kills Bruce Banner. Yeah. Uh, that's another storyline that came out of that. Um, did She Hawk die? I don't think she did. She almost no, Thanos almost she, killed her too. She she came out. I think she might be like gray now. Yeah, she is gray. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Really, I didn't yeah. Know yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, and I think her, she is the. We'll see again in the Plessy versus Ferguson world that they have left us in. Like she is now the Hawk, even though we also yeah. have the totally awesome Hawk with uh, Amadeus Cho as Cho, the Asian right. Hawk. Yeah, so um, right. <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah, I mean, and really, Secret Wars and Secret Wars three and Civil War two has given us all these Plessy versus Ferguson heroes. That um, mm-hmm. again, as Brother Beavis was saying before, is like you know y'all got so many people out there. It's really kind of hard to focus on who is who, and that hasn't stopped. Um, it's actually been doubled down on actually after Civil yeah. War too. Um, What's funny to me yeah. is at the same time that they're, you know, just like the names of groups mean nothing. It's just like mm-hmm. it's a, and we'll just put anybody on that. But then right, yep. at the same time, they still hold up the ideals of these individuals, like. You know the Hulk is the, the Hulk is means more than I. It's like they can't keep. I maybe it's the maybe it's the same thing. They can't keep the people in the actual roles, but they won't give up the names. 
Like right. Hawkeye is a good case. Like mm-hmm. Kate Bishop is a good character on her own, and and she doesn't have to be called Hawkeye to be mm-hmm. a character. She can be Kate Bishop. She could take another name, but mm-hmm. to just exactly. you know, to have you know to have people have to pick up these mantles, it's unfair because, like you've said a, a couple times, you know they're going to revert at some point. As soon as they think exactly. there's money in it, they're going to revert, and right. then it's, yeah. then yeah. all the people who have bought in are going to are going to be short changed. Yeah, we can yeah. we can make it a heated, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we can make it a verb and you got Mephistoed, you know. Um <laughs> Mephisted. Exactly. Yeah, you can <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean yeah. it it yeah, you're gonna they paint themselves in the corners at, at at a certain point. It's just like, well, you know, all these people that invested all this time and money and and emotion into whichever character that you want to call it is going to be mad when they wind up killing that character off. And you you know, and they eliminated their multiverse essentially, so you can't even shift, mm-hmm. you know, Kate Bishop to the, you know, the ultimate world, or you can't, you can't do any of those things. They're just going to have to exist in this, you know, kind of weird space where the other hero is there. Like, hey, sidekick Hawkeye, hey, sidekick Hawk, <laughs> hey, sidekick yeah. Thor. That's just who you are, and um, yeah, it's yeah, it's bad. Um, yeah, but yeah, so Civil War two. Uh, again, it's going to launch uh, a, a series of books as well, which we'll talk about when we get to some of the individual titles. Um, but yeah, Civil War II has just been awful, um, and it's still going on, which is probably the most awful part about it because it started a long time. It started in the summer. Yeah. Around the, it started before. I think it started before Rebirth. Um, I, I think it did. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. I just don't. I don't understand what's what's the idea of doubling down on that either. I mean, because. As far as I'm, um, as I understand it, the first one wasn't exactly a cultural hit. I mean, but just you know, there were some uh, iconic moments, but was, like we said before, those books weren't good. So right. I don't know that they just things like, well, the hell with it. We're just doing it. We'll just do another one. And well, <laughs> I, I don't know. Is name brand like oh you know there's a movie coming out called Civil yeah. War. Well, you know what? That's book probably called it. Civil War. That's probably it right and, there. You just you explain know, it. Yeah. People will like, oh, I'm gonna go. There's a book too, and I'm, you know, yeah. that's all it is. Oh, it's I just energy, and then have absolutely yeah. nothing in in common with it, of course, except right. part of the name. Yeah. So yeah, I just yeah, got my it's corporate <laughs> corporate synergy. Yeah, it's corporate synergy, just to, mm-hmm. like to pull suckers into the comic book store, and you know, yeah, Marvel fall for it. Yeah, yeah, Marvel's got to watch out for that stuff now because they already had politics kind of uh, determining who and what was going on in some of their books already. You know, obviously, Fantastic Four is. They're out there, but they're not the Fantastic Four, <laughs> and, and you know, and 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 other other situations like that. So you know, that's a really bad way to run a comic book company. They 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 really need to watch that. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So we put Civil War two to bed, and again, if you a listener to this podcast, go back and listen to our Civil War original podcast, not eighteen sixty one Civil War, um, uh, the Civil War comic <laughs> books. Go back and listen to that. I mean, again, those books are not very good. Um, I think yeah. as Hutch said, I must have had 12 bucks to waste on going back and reading that because um, <laughs> the books just aren't good. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, They're not. All right. Yeah. So the next event in the – yeah, the last event uh, is Death of X. Uh, we actually – I think we did a, a, on a, an addendum at the end of uh, one of our X-Men podcasts um, during the Thursday Night Comic Book Chat on the initial run of Death of X, essentially where, 
essentially they just needed to kill Cyclops. Uh, that I mean, am I missing something, Brother Beavis? That was basically mm-hmm. it as a setup to you know kill Cyclops in a Bill Foster like fashion to set yeah, up I mean, the next man version They had already killed him to in in the relaunch or whatever, and then they had to come up with a story to make it to to explain why. Right. Uh, yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah, the continued push of the Inhumans has continued dramatically in 2016 and at the expense of the X-Men, basically. Um, Pretty much, and yeah. Yeah, that's, that was it. Death of X was a story to tell why, that to get Cyclops out of the way and um, give them a reason. You know, spoiler alerts, you know, um, Black Bolt kills Cyclops and to give them a reason to start off this next event, which is X-Men versus Inhumans, which is starting at the end of 2016, but will extend into 2017. Um, I read issue zero, and I also read issue one. Um, Yawn, bore, snore, snore, we don't want this anymore. That's basically (laughs) what it was. I mean, it was not very good. It was... It was set up in a Civil War-like, you know, fashion that somebody probably started this idea on a free cocktail <laughs> napkin somewhere. Like, you know what? This would be, you know, let's just do this. Okay. And that's it. So, it, wow. pretty much. And you, and the funny thing is, Brother Beavis, they're going to have, you know, when you do Civil War and you, you know, of course you're going to have some weird characters fighting here, but whatever. But for the most part, you recognize it. Man, oh, yeah. can anybody name five Inhumans besides the, royal the five family. that you know. Outside yeah, the royal family. Exactly, exactly. Can you name any of the rest of them people? No. No. Nobody cares. And the X-Men are about to take a freaking uh, tap-out loss to these people, too. There. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it's the, the, what we've said it a million times. What makes these things good is when you have a good villain, and it's completely lazy to make the villain another hero. Because, and then and try and make them both sympathetic and make people right. choose sides and figure out. I mean, I think the the one good thing I guess about the Civil War movie was it was it was a Captain America movie. I mean, it sort of foreshadowed what was going to go on. And Tony definitely was the antagonist of the movie. And spoiler right. alert, he lost. Yeah. So I mean, right. you know that hmm. he was yeah it was hero versus hero, but it was more like he was the antagonist of the movie, and he does what the you know he took the L. Which is what the antagonist of the movie is supposed to do, but this, you right. know, this stuff, it just, it's, it's, it's lazy storytelling. And you know that Black Bolt killing Cyclops was a swerve, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. I mean, you explained that to us, I think, on the last on the comic book chat thing. Yes. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just a setup. You know what I mean? Like it, it really is. And like I said, if you go back and if you read the first issue. Uh, I mean, I'm, I don't really care about spoilers or whatever. You know, it, essentially, you know, Magneto and the White Queen have decided, like, you know what, it's all like Donkey Kong with these Inhumans, you know, and using his mm-hmm. death, essentially, in a Christmas Attic-type fashion to spur this little war against the Inhumans. And, you know, and they've convinced all the other X-Men, like, you know what, they're, they're bad. We really need to go against them. Like, no, really, they're bad. They're, they're really bad. No, uh, you don't understand. They're really bad, and they're like, okay, right. and everybody falls in line because look, I mean, look who's leading the X Men. It's freaking Magneto, Magneto, and the White Queen, and the White Queen, like, two I mean, two former arch villains of the X Men. Yeah, I mean, what in the world have you done? Taken this book, and again, we'll come back to the X Men in a second. But yeah, it's it's just another setup for another um, event 
And, and you know, I haven't even read any of the, the preview stuff or whatever is the next event that's going to come after that as Marvel has, you know, dedicated their lives to these um, these event comic books. Um, so, yeah. For me, looking at that list, Rebirth was by far the best event that happened in 2016. And, again, this is yeah, the yeah. Brothers Comics Podcast, not exactly DC-friendly. <laughs> we are not. Um, we have, yeah, we have said it many been times. Yeah, it's hard to say it, but uh, they were by far the better company, at least in 2016, at least in terms of events. Um, yeah, right. what it is, yeah. For comics. It is what it is. For comics, yes. Not for movies. For comics. <laughs> movies, they flip the script no, on the movies, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, well, we, well, yeah, we're, hold on. We've been trying to keep the end of the year podcast to an hour, so we're at about 30 minutes. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Brother Beavis, you missed the... Uh, comic book movie review thing. Did you ever see Batman vs. Superman? Yeah, I did. Okay, finally. Okay, oh, what did wow. you think of it? Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, go two was, more times, it, was, it will be even. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was all the things everybody said about it, and, and it's it's to me, it's not like it's it's so bad. It's just it's so not good that it's infuriating. Like, right? It's, it's too. It's, I, I, just, I don't understand yeah. how they screwed it up. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, read <laughs> this is usually the answer to most things. It's usually money. Yeah. And they, they yeah, yeah, I mean, they're trying to use that to launch a universe, and it didn't really work, you know. So I think the interesting thing there is like with you know what what worked with Superman and Christopher Christopher Reeve was like he was I think I already said this he was getting cats out of the tree and all this stuff, but like yeah, he was the Boy Scout. Superman in this movie is just, he he is a god. He's unapproachable. They've made him a polarizing figure. <laughs> Once Batman yeah. adopts the Cheney Doctrine, it's just dumb. <laughs> my nephew was trying to. My nephew was here trying to defend that movie, and all I had to say was, "Oh Martha no!" Him. And he was like, "Oh yeah, that was that was bad." Martha. <laughs> yeah. And I, again, we'll, just another minute or so on it. I rewatched it um, not that much longer ago, and uh, they really set that Martha thing up from the beginning. I know. I mean, they oh did. yeah. And I'm like, you oh, yeah. really you made that a tentpole for your movie. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, they <laughs> like, what are you doing? They, com- they completely miscalculated the the the, dr- the the dramatic effect that that would have. They thought that would be it's like, oh, this big this big moment where uh, everybody would like, oh god, he he they're both named Martha and and it came <laughs> off completely completely flat and um and they miscalculated that, and you you can always tell a defender because they'll try to explain it to you like mm. you're stupid or something, like you can't understand that you know that was just stupid. <laughs> it was just I miscalculated. Came out and be like, we know that people are dumb, and so we thought we had to have something very very <laughs> yeah, exactly. obvious. But yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we didn't give you guys enough credit. You're not that dumb. Still pretty yeah. dumb. Not, you're not that dumb. Our bad. We were, yeah, we were unable to secure the rights to have Scooby Doo in the movie to explain it to you. So we just went in a different direction. Uh, so yeah, it's bad. All right, good to know. Um, we just gotta get big hearts to see it. All right. Um, good luck with that. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, all right. So anything. Uh, so look, listen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's look at <laughs> books that you read or uh, read that you liked in 2016. Uh, I have a list of things that I uh, like, and I sent this to y'all both um, and everybody on the on our little group text or whatever that um, 
you know, Mockingbird and Nighthawk were two books that came out in 2016 that had very short runs. Mockingbird had eight issues. Uh, Nighthawk had six. Um, just low sales. Both were canceled, you know, early before they were able to finish their runs. Uh, and both books are incredible. I mean, they're absolutely incredible. And I'm like sitting back and reading them now, and I'm like, oh, you know, and pe- when, you know, and I'm, you know, on Twitter or whatever, and I see people talking about these books like they're really good while they were going out live, and I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. And like Mockingbird, and like, isn't she married to Hawkeye? What do I care about Mockingbird? Nighthawk, Nighthawk, like what? You know, I don't care about no Nighthawk either. You know, I don't care he's black. Like, I just don't care. And people are like, oh, these books are really good. They're really good. And I'm like, eh, whatever. And they get canceled. And so now I get an opportunity to read them later. And I'm like, oh, my God, I really messed up on this. Like, I could have, you know, my one purchase of those books or whatever is probably not going to do anything. But maybe telling people that might have maybe read it some more. Like, I, I don't know. But the books are just incredible. Uh, probably two of the best books um, for 2016 for me. Wasn't yeah, Mockingbird the uh, Ask Me About My Feminist Agenda? Yeah, ask me yeah about that was when all the fear yeah. Yeah. yeah, it came up. Yeah, because well, that was the last that was issue. The line. Yeah, yeah oh, that, that was, was the okay. last issue. Yeah, that's issue eight. Um, I mean, it's just right. been a, you know, a great, well-written, well-drawn comic book, um, basically, of a tertiary character. And tertiary yeah. might even be a little, a little yeah, that might be more friendly yeah. than it is. And right. You know, I mean, it's the perfect kind of book for that kind of character. It didn't take itself too seriously, and it didn't try to, you know, you know, uh, make her into, you know, an A-list character as well either. It's like, no, you know, I know she's never been anything before, but we're going to make her, you know, into, you know, like the top dog of the Avengers or whatever team. Like, no, I didn't do that. It just was a good comic book for that particular character. And then Nighthawk. It's just, you know, essentially it was Black Batman, but it yeah, also took on much. issues. It also took on social issues that were relevant of the day, you know, Black Lives Matters and white supremacy and the Trump uh, um, at, the, at that time, and Trump running for president. Like, I mean, it was just taking on social issues that were relevant in the day. And that's always wow. hard to do as well because it's, you know. You know, you're blurring the line between what's reality and what's uh, not, and but it did. It did such a good job of doing it. And it's freaking ultra violent. You know, I'm surprised it got past. If they're using the comic book code, I'm surprised it got past it. You know, it's just a really well done book. Uh, so yeah, I was, right. I was, I was part of the problem on that one. I was the reason that that book got canceled. <laughs> I'm taking it personal. I was like, man, that was your fault. No, uh, you guys got any. Uh, muffins that you were reading. I know, brother Beavis, you were like, yeah, I got a whole speech about this eh? well let me ask this first did you did you, any of you guys read the vision because that was the other book i heard jocked a lot um, I, didn't re- I didn't read it but i heard that it was actually pretty brilliant from um some online sources um how was it i didn't read it either yeah no, oh, okay. it's supposed to be really good too yeah i, I didn't read that one uh, but people say that it was very really really well done yeah um, yeah i read so i read some extraordinary x-men and it was okay um mm-hmm. But yeah, like uh, yeah. my thing was like it, it's for me. It's like where do you start? Like I, if I wanted to get back in comics, where do I start? And and it really matters to me that the books that I read a long time ago that, that there needs to be a connection. So you know I haven't right. found like for with X Men I had to go back and sort of make peace with the Grant Morrison stuff because that's where where that's where I kind of went off the rails. And I and right. I can read that now and I see it and I get it. It's it's good stuff. And it's where you know they start to do the Cyclops turn. Um, but like, mm-hmm. you know, it, there, X-Men's all over the map right now. So it's kind of hard to dive into that. I was interested in, um, 
the new lineup of the Avengers with Miss Marvel and Miles Morales and Falcon mm. and all that. Yeah, but all I, new, all different. Know, I follow that one too. Yeah. I uh, I didn't pick that up, and then I was interested in Champions, and told me it sucked, so I didn't get that get into that yeah. either. Um, yeah, okay. Some of the stuff I read this year was, you know, like you said, the things that were renowned. Like I read, I think I got the trade paperbacks for the earlier Miss Marvel series with Kamala Khan, and those were pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I think at the tail end of the year, last year, early this year, I read the the Matt Fraction Hawkeye stuff. So I mean, I think there's always stuff that's like. You know, you get a good um, get a good author, get a good creative team. You can tell good stories around any any characters. But yeah, when you said try not to make a May list, I was thinking about Kazar. You remember that series? Yeah, they, mm. K- yeah. He was fighting yeah. Apocalypse. I'm like, he is a dagger and a pet cat who's not around yeah. all the time. He's not a <laughs> and a loincloth. So, yeah, yeah. Marble Tarzan. So, yeah. So, you know, I haven't found any traction with getting back in yet. And everything I get excited about tends to suck, and then I just get kind of farther off. So, Understood. Uh, Sandman, is any books that you read this year that you were like, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm happy with this as a monthly reader? Yeah. Um, actually, a lot of these I read after the fact because of the, the kind of the good uh, word of mouth I'd heard about it. Um, Doc, the, reboot, the reboot of Doctor Strange, and this had absolutely nothing to do with the movie, mm-hmm. by the way. It was actually, um, um, I'm not sure which uh, run this is, but they re, um, started a new book with Strange and uh, kind of uh, got into why he does what he does, his community, um, who he um, um, deals with, you know, on a daily, um, on a, uh, a day in his life, basically, other magical characters. Stuff like that, Scarlet Witch, Brother Voodoo, you know, you know, people, magical characters that you know he would be involved with, and um, it was cool. And um, uh, the enemy that there's an enemy that's seeking to destroy magic as uh, period in all the realms, and he's got to get to the bottom of that. And uh, the artwork is very good. I wish I could, I knew who the artist was. I could probably look it up real quick, but very well done. The story is is pretty fresh. I was a uh, because. I have never been a, a Doctor Strange fan at all. Um, you know, he's a part of the Marvel Universe, and I acknowledge him as such, you know. so, But I had never even once thought about ever reading one of his books, and I was really surprised by that. Uh, that was very good. Uh, I'll go down these other ones pretty quick. The uh, re- reboot of Uncanny X-Men, I think I've said this on another podcast. Uh, it's not the core X-Men as uh, we know them. It's basically Magneto. And a hit squad of the X-Men, kind of like um, um, Sabretooth. Who, I don't know how the hell they, um, um, what's the word, uh, rehabbed him or <laughs> uh, right. to be not a, the murderous character we all know him to be. You know, he used to fight Wolverine and every other character, every other issue. But he's on it. Um, I don't think Emma Frost was M, the mutant M. Mm-hmm. Um, she's with them. Um, um, I'm forgetting the other characters right now, but. It was actually kind of a refreshing look at, um, you know, they just sought out enemies of the X-Men and or enemies of time in, um, in general, and just basically they would take them out if, if necessary. A very martial uh, view, uh, kind of the opposite view of uh, Xavier's dream, actually, but more of Magneto's. And, you know, Magneto is still the manipulative such and such he always is. You know, all he cares about is the mutant race and, you know, these true to that, which is one thing I've always liked about the characters. It usually doesn't change. So um, that was a good, that was a nice view. Um, 
through uh, his eyes. He's the leader of that team. So that was good. Uh, Spider-Woman, really quick. Um, that was very good. It's, um, Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman, by the way. Okay. There's a couple of them out there. It kind of it deals with when she's pregnant. She actually um, – um, there's no father. She actually impregnated herself with anonymous um, – an anonymous anonymous sample and had a baby because you know i guess she felt her biological clock ticking and it kind of deals with what she has to go through and she finally gives birth to a kid and now she's dealing as a single mother and a superhero so that was kind of bananas i was surprised that i liked that that was very good and um thor because i'll be the first to admit i'm a thor fan and i stuck i stuck with it when jane foster became thor which i thought was totally whack as an idea originally um, it's actually surprisingly pretty good so far, and um, of course we kind of touched on this earlier. You know, you know the original Thor is coming back. There's actually a book out right now called The Unworthy Thor. Yeah, he's he's the uh, unworthy Thor, and you know he's basically he's found a, ha- a, a hammer of another Thor that's dead now, and where it's going with that. Beta Ray Bill is in it, and uh, as a matter of fact, the next issue should probably be out right now. But um, that's surprisingly good too so they're they're out there so there were some good ones those are the ones that come to mind though all right i um uh i said the mockingbird and nighthawk i've been reading um i've been i've been telling y'all this for the longest time and uh brother b was name checked it before already uh like the archie reboot with uh the Mark Wade Archie reboot for 2016 has been great. I mean, literally, it's the most consistent mm. book that I've been reading, like, over the last year. Um, and, again, it's Archie, but it is consistent. And knock on wood, I was able to get in contact with him on Twitter the other day, uh, and he said he'd come on the podcast to talk like Archie. So I need to figure oh, that cool. out. Yeah. Very cool. So and I will be sneaking some non-Archie questions in there. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that book is consistently good. Um, the Power Man and Iron Fist relaunch with David Walker has been great, too. Um, that's a yes, consistent book. Yes. Uh, Stanford Green is the artist there. We met him at uh, WitchCon, South Carolina Comic Con this year. Um, it's a great like consistent book that's like every every month that that's a consistent book about street level Marvel heroes that just makes sense. It's never over the top. It's kind of right there on the line between being serious and being like almost a farce of itself. And it's right there right. on the line. It never crosses over. Um, and then the Miles Morales Spider Man book has been very consistent as well. Um, I have my issues with with uh, Bendis, which I'm getting to here in one of my books that I don't mm-hmm. like. Um, a lot of people but, do. Yeah. Yeah, um, I you know the book is pretty consistent uh, monthly. Uh, the artwork is great on that every month as well. Um, and then before they switched it over to the Riri Williams book, the Iron Man, the Invincible Iron Man book, when Tony Stark after Secret Wars came out, was really a great book. And I am not an Iron Man book collector, um, mm-hmm. like at all. And the book was consistently good coming out of Secret Wars, and then it kind of fell off a little bit. Actually, at the introduction of like kind of Riri Williams and the story in Japan and Spider-Man and War Machine, it just kind of went off the rails. Um, mm. But for the first half of the year, it was a very good book. Um, anything that you read that you disliked, Brother Beavis? And you're like, I bought that, and I'm mad that I bought it. Mm. I, I'm a little, I'm a little upset at Secret Wars, but. You know, it was at least okay to look at. No, nothing is, nothing is, I didn't get anything really bad. It's just disappointing or just not inspiring. Yeah. 
Saying, man, anything you yeah, nothing, nothing, yeah, nothing I bought that I absolutely hate. Um, um, no, nah, not not really. I can't say that I hate it. No, nah. mm-hmm. just just kind of like Beavis, you know, just yeah, just so so average. Some of yeah. them, average, very um, average. Yeah, it's a lot of average yeah. out there. One of the ones that I didn't like uh, that I bought and I was mad that I got done after I bought it was um the X Men Apocalypse Wars or whatever that they launched near and around the time that um for the movie yeah yeah for around the movie that too yeah. yeah that that yeah wasn't you gotta good. beware of those books yeah you gotta beware of those yeah. books it wasn't good um let's see I guess I would say in. that Marvel versus in or X Men versus Inhumans that was bad <laughs> mm. yeah. I read the first mm. issue and I wasn't really impressed, so I was like, yeah, I didn't go back. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Um, let's see. Uh, that was that. Uh, I already made my feelings known about the champions. Um, <laughs> I, I don't like, and, and for the reason, I, you know, I just don't like female he- or female. I don't like kid heroes. Like I just don't. Yeah. So it was, yeah. it was, it was swimming uphill to begin with with me. And then I posted that shot that they had in there with the Hulk <clears throat> making out with Vision's wife or Vision's daughter oh, or whatever no. at the end of issue two. I was like, that's it. I'm done. Yeah. I'm lucky that didn't make it in the shredder. Yeah, um, I, I wow. think I probably liked uh, kid hero books closer to when I was a kid. I don't want to kids today. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole oh, yeah. idea they're all texting all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, that yeah. was a good portion of the book, man. Like, hashtag champions. Oh, my God. Ugh. Well, well, just, my so age. I, just so I know who the hell they, this version of champions are, who, who's on the team. Does anybody even you know? Uh, oh, yeah. Morales, Spider-Man, Kamala okay. Khan, uh, Nova, God, Nova. the kid Nova. They, they were Avengers, so I guess they just said yeah. hell with that, huh? Wow, Jesus yeah. Christ. Ugh. Totally awesome. Yeah, totally awesome haul. I'm already pissed. Uh, okay. Yeah. Got time. time sh- yes, yeah, st- time shift Cyclops. Mm, um, right, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, say, Again, say no more. Say no more. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm gonna, and I'm treading carefully here because uh, Mark Wade is the writer of that book. So, moving <laughs> on. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, moving on, and uh, the one that I've been teasing, and I was like, you know what, this launched like a lot of like hype, and I was like hyped to get it, and I read it for the first, I think maybe six issues, uh, was the Black Panther relaunch by with Ta-Nehisi Coates, um, mm. like you know, great writer, not a traditional comic book writer, uh, and coming out of Secret Wars three. Like, Black Panther is essentially, like, the most powerful character in the universe. You know, he is the holder of the Infinity Stones. Like, he, like you know, he mm. is it. And so when you relaunch his book, you know, and if, I don't know if y'all read, like, the Black Avengers, the Ultimates or whatever, you know, in that book, if that's more of a, like, in a comic book sense, that's more, you know, with, uh, that's more of a comic book. They fight, right. you know, fighting villains, a traditional comic book. And, like, Ta-Nehisi Coates took Black Panther and, like, turn like Wakanda into like essentially like a not civil war a comic book like but a civil war upon itself like the people of Wakanda fighting against one another it's very political and you really don't have like a villain or whatever and so I was like I'm reading this book and I'm like this is making me think too hard and these weren't like easy five minute reads brother beavers which is a plus but it also wasn't what I wanted out of the book 
Yeah. Um, so I was like super disappointed. I was getting it every month and like having to, you know, break out the sources and dictionaries to kind of get through it. And I'm like, man, wow, I'm, wow, I'm working too hard here. For this. <laughs> you know, it's like you know what? I'm gonna get my ultimates out of you know, get my Black Panther out of the ultimate. So I was really, uh, yeah, I, I was kind of disappointed by that. It just, it, it really just wasn't what I was looking for, or what I wanted or expected. Um, so yeah, that's that. Yeah. All right. Anything in 2017 that you're looking forward to? Uh, I'm looking mm. forward to seeing how this Captain Rogers or Steve Rogers bullshit pans out. Because he's oh, still yeah, a villain, right? Yes, he is still a villain. We didn't even touch on that as a story. Yeah, 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 we didn't. Uh, I actually wrote that Cap, down, as a matter of fact. Yeah. yeah, Cap as Hydra. Uh, and I know Brother B was a huge Captain America fan. And mm. we did the podcast when that came out, and that was just a real slap in the face to yeah. 50 years of continuity. Um, he yeah. just made no, no sense. One, no um, one liked that. Yeah, no one liked Right. That. Yeah, it just, yeah, it was, yeah, that was bad. Uh, yeah, that that would be interesting to see how that turns out. Uh, Sandman, is there anything that you were thinking? Uh, like, you know what, <sighs> 2017, I'm looking forward to seeing this. Wow, this is going to sound terrible, but no. <laughs> I'm trying to think of <laughs> a single thing. Have you softened on? Have you guys softened on X Men Blue Gold yet? Or no, I'm going to give it a chance. I, I am. I'm going to come and go into it with an open mind and actually try to read a couple of them. If it doesn't hold me, I'll do what I always do and just I'll leave it <laughs> right. quickly. So you know, I just I'll give it a chance. That's all I can do. But yeah, you know, I, I my expectations are low. <laughs> just say, put it that way because it's it's a little crazy now. Right. Um, no, basically, no. Um, <laughs> I, I cannot roll with that at all. That's going to be one of those things. Like, hey, you know what? I read it and it was actually really good. No, I'm telling you, it's really good from sources that I trust and know. Um, not at Twitter handle X Men fan forever. You know, one two five. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll <laughs> trust that first. It's going to be, I'm going to need somebody that I know and trust. I'm like, trust me, man, the, the book's really good. It's well done. Uh, I, I still believe that's an absolute swerve by Marvel to uh, to stick it to Fox. I, I believe it in oh, my I heart. I got no doubt. Yeah, and I have no, doubt about no, I have no thought that they're going to be able to pull that off in a way that people are going to really care about <laughs> it. And they should have never called it X-Men Blue and Gold, ever, ever, ever. Yeah, that was and just leading as hell. Yeah. yeah. And all the side books that have come with it, uh, yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. Uh, I'm know. looking forward to uh, the America Chavez book. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to that. I think that character is kind of cool. The design is cool. Uh, her her backstory and history is actually kind of cool, too. Uh, I'm kinda, I'm looking forward to that. I think that that book has potential. Mm-hmm. Like, as a character, I think that could get some sort of run in the Marvel Universe. Um, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. Um trying to think of it was something else that I saw that I was looking forward to. Um, there was one other one, but I know I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I have to look on my notes. But, yeah, that that's one for sure that I'm looking forward to. Um, there's nothing, Brother Beavis, besides Cap. Mm, I, I I can be optimistic for X-Men Gold, uh, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting my comic book fix from the cinematic universe at this point. No, oh, yeah. a lot of a lot of us are. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you know, 
And that's the saddest part is that, again, that they don't, they literally don't understand that the books could drive so much of that, at least for the older fans. And mm-hmm. the younger fans are only getting all their information about the comic book characters from the movies. And again, that, that's not necessarily, I guess for them, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's also kind of insulting for the people that have been reading books for 35 years. So like, yeah, yeah I understand exactly. that, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you kind of, you have to change, you have to reframe everything as you're viewing of it as a fan. Um, and that's kind of difficult sometimes again, because nobody likes change. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, that's it. We uh, looked through 2016, 2017, and the year in comics. Like I said, it was not going to be very positive. Um, uh, just a couple of things here and there, you know, that we really enjoyed still. But, uh, you know, when your best book that you're reading over the course of the year is Archie, Luke Cage, and Power Man, or Luke Cage <coughs> and Iron Fist, it's <laughs> a struggle for um, some of your major comic book uh, <laughs> some of your comic book characters. If, uh, if yep. Archie's in your top five, that's all I'm saying, y'all. That's all I'm saying. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. So um, again, this is our normal Thursday night comic book chat group, um, and we've been trying to keep these end of the year podcasts to about an hour. So uh, hold on, let me look at the clock. It's a little bit over. So, yeah, so we got about five minutes. And so let me, since we have that five minutes, let me revisit that with Brother Beavis because he wasn't on the comic book movie thing. All right, so you saw Batman versus Superman. So there were six movies over the course of the year mm-hmm. of 2016. If you had to spot check rank them because they're putting you on the spot, uh, what was the worst? And I think you've seen them all at this point in time. Yeah, you've seen them all if you saw Batman versus Superman now. So it's. It's Suicide Squad, Batman, Superman, Doctor Strange, Strange, Civil Civil War, War, Deadpool, Deadpool. and is that six? That's five. Yeah, that's that's oh, and X Men Apocalypse. Yeah, X Men Apocalypse. Yeah, that's pretty low on the list, bro. That's pretty low on the list. I'm I'm trying to figure. So uh, the bad ones are obviously uh, uh, Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad, Batman versus Superman, Superman. And uh, uh, Apocalypse. Uh, Yeah. You know, I would almost be tempted to throw DC a bone and say Apocalypse was the worst because they had everything set up with that franchise. They had a lot of goodwill. They had this sort of decade thing going on, and they took a complete dump on that movie. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. And I, and I and I think it's I, I could see the you know Batman and, and Suicide Squad didn't have any right to be good didn't have any reason to be bad but they didn't have any predisposed right to be like great movies and they just you know they were as bad as other stuff that that those <laughs> the Warner Brothers has done so yeah I'll, I'll go Apocalypse was the worst superhero movie okay yeah that I got no problem with it funny you should say that because that was mine uh, so. If that's your worst, then what was the best one, I guess? Uh, I'd have to say Deadpool. Oh, no, Deadpool. no, no. Civil War was better. You think? I mean, it's yeah, that, yeah. Hutch yeah, I was there with that. Hutch had, Hutch had Deadpool at number one. No, the thing is, though, number. like, Deadpool is, like, a great Deadpool movie. And right. Civil War was just a great comic book movie. Yeah, right. it's I more mean, complete. I thought yeah. that's why I gave Civil War uh, over it. I mean, Deadpool. I mean, it was ingenious that they snuck in, you know, the love story 
and it actually worked. We knew that was that could happen in a Deadpool movie, and um, um, I mean they pulled it off great. I mean, uh, um, um, what's his name? Um, the actor. Um, the plays Brian Reynolds. I mean, he's perfect. I mean, he's just like uh, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. You know, he's the only one you can ever play Deadpool now. I mean, he's he's the only one. He's that mm-hmm. invaluable to that role now. And uh, but Civil War, it was they did the impossible. They took, I mean, an entire roster of Avengers, and everyone felt like they had their moment. Everyone felt like they had. Uh, dramatic roles the dialogue was good i mean everything and that's that is hard man yeah and so i mean i had to re- i basically had to reward civil war that title yeah. and, and they went small somebody with the that. villain too yeah. they went small yeah, with exactly because it did have yeah. a villain and he was great right. it did. And he, you know it, it was almost like a concession on the behalf of the of the of the <clears> filmmaking <throat> industry like there is not a bigger bigger villain we can put in here we've we've fought alien races and gods so far there's not a bigger villain, Very true. and so, but they, but they still had, you know, a villain on top of Iron Man as the as the lead antagonist. Right, right, yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, the the, you know, picking Deadpool over Civil War or Civil War over Deadpool is that ain't Sophie's choice, you know. It's not like yeah, saying you know what, Suicide Squad no the best there. movie of the year, <laughs> and uh, I will I will die on this hill. To like, to like if that, you know, as I told her the other day, I was like, you know, you say that, I'm gonna cut your mic, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna mute you. Like that right. can't happen. So you know it, that you know I can under I can roll with any of those. Um, yeah, it, and you know, looking ahead, you know, 2017 gives you another, I think, five or so, you know, superhero movies. Suicide Squad know. was a great Deadshot movie. Yeah. <laughs> You know, great Harley Quinn introductory movie. Yeah, it was a great introduction yeah, to Harley Quinn. Uh, so and Will Smith's character, wherever he was, yeah, whatever that was, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand. All right. Yeah. So there you go. All right. So we'll wrap up the. You know, that's almost the Thursday night comic book chat. The end of the year year look back at comic books and comic book uh, and comic books and a little thing with comic book movies there at the end. Uh, you'll be able to find this podcast on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. Subscribe, rate, review, uh, share with your friends uh, and whatnot. Uh, that always helps us out. Um, you can find Sandman on Twitter at. Go ahead and give your handle, Sandman, and on Facebook as well. You can always find me on Sandman four one five on Twitter. Um, matter of fact, just stick to Twitter because Facebook it can be a pain in the ass. So it, I'm always on Twitter. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, uh, you can find Brother Beavis in the ether. Uh, so he's in the ether. Always look in the ether, for Brother Beavis. Um, this is our regular Thursday night comic book chat group as well, and we will be back on the regular schedule for that at the start of the new year as we continue our uh, walk through the uncanny X-Men. Uh, and we are in actually a very good portion. We only stopped really for the holidays. We're in a great portion of uh, books for the X-Men. Uh, so just uh, be looking out for that. Um, uh, other Brothers Comics business, uh, I don't think we have any. Uh, we'll try to get in one more of the end of the year podcast of the year in STFU's Brother Beavis because he loves everybody. Uh, <laughs> won't be, he probably won't be on that one, but he is giving his 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 Voting continual one for for high and forward. Mm-hmm. He gets one. Yes. Do you, have a, do you have a terrible New Year's party lined up? Uh, no, I do not. Uh, although plans are fluid. <laughs>
<laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Uh, and what about you, Sandman? Any New Year's yeah, plans? Yeah, exactly. I kind of do the same. I keep an open invitation, and then if I decide to go, I'll go. And then usually it just something else just kind of works itself out. I don't really uh, worry about it. Right. <laughs> so I'll be Brother somewhere. Beavis. Don't know where. <laughs> yeah, Brother Beavis. We're gonna go stay with some friends uh, that. You know, it should be good. Well, I, I'm planning to sleep through New Year's if I'm. If I'm <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's always best. It really is. It's always best. It's like, oh, wow, hey, thanks. It's over. There ain't nothing wrong. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with it. <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with it. I totally get it. All right. So yeah. So yeah. Find it. Uh, you can find us, the producer of this podcast on Twitter at uh, the producer at or excuse me at Brothers Comics. Find us on Facebook at Brothers Hutchinson. Find us on Instagram at Brothers Comics. Um, I think that's all the places that you can find us. And if you wanted to email us something like that, you can email us at brotherscomics at gmail.com. All right. So we're going to end up this podcast a little bit over an hour, which is right where I was hoping for. Uh, again, I'm the producer signing off. Uh, Sandman, go ahead and sign off. All right, my fellow mutants, we will see you in 2017. That's right. All right. And Brother Rebus, go ahead and sign off. I'll catch you muties next year. All right, man. Y'all take it easy. We'll see y'all on the other side. Peace. Peace.